the one, the only Graham Couch joins the show. We're going to talk about his column that really blew up before the weekend. What did Mel Tucker have to say at today's press conference? And it's game week. Come on. God, it's so exciting. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. And you can bet that the listeners and the viewers will be loving this show. This is a man that has been on this program more times than I can count, really. And it doesn't take a lot for me to lose count of things. But hey, nonetheless, it's Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal. Graham it's game week. How on earth are we doing right now? I'm well, I'm looking forward to a game. You get to a certain point where you just need the storyline to change. And it's yes. almost better in July and May when it feels like it's a long way away. But by now, when you've had a month of fall camp and, and more than a month since media days and all that stuff, it, it you just can't go any longer. I mean, there's just no point. Today, you know, you just came fresh out of a press conference with Mel Tucker. And during game weeks, he says about as much as Sparty does during games. Uh, is, was there anything that was said today at the podium that is even worth talking about here? Because I, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't even name a player by name. Like, I, so what he's, did you get out of today? <laughs> he's pretty good at that. He's pretty good at not giving away anything in game weeks. And, and I think, you know, the quarterback position is certainly one that it's on everybody's mind. And he, like I think most of us assumed, they're going to, you know, you, we'll all find out when the first, you know, the quarterback take, goes under center and takes the first snap against Central Michigan who it is. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot today. Um, you know, I mean, I think a little bit maybe on the idea of, of understanding how important the game is to Central and things like that, but not yeah. really. Uh, but then again, nothing, you know, from Mel Tucker's perspective, Nothing has changed from the last many conversations we've had with him over the last month. And so what else is what else are you going to give? Completely understandable. However, you had a column last week, a sit down with Mel Tucker. It was just you guys one on one, right? Pretty much. Right, is that it? Right. Yeah, it was. How, we, yeah, we sat down at the beginning of last week. My first question is how? Because like uh, he's very guarded in front of media. He does not go anywhere off script. He doesn't give anything salacious out. But you were able to get a sit-down interview where he actually said some things that actually got you know some flames stoked in this fan base here. How was that all set up, Graham? Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's pretty good about giving one-on-ones. You know, if you you know, it, you sometimes have to be a little patient. But uh, and he, he's okay. often I I find you know when when you get him one-on-one or in a real comfortable setting that's not a game week. Um, you can have a really good conversation with him. Uh, he, I thought he was good at media days, for example. You're a month out, right? And he sort of understands anytime you get in a conversational setting. Um, and, you know, we, I just sort of took the conversation where it went. And, you know, I think there were some things that he was, um, you know, I mean, he, he's also a smart guy in terms of what, you know, what he conveys. And mm-hmm. so I, I never think he's something's an accident, you know, <laughs> But he, uh, but he, he is, to his credit, I also think he is in, in those settings, um, 
And when he chooses to be forthcoming, and he's not going to lie to you either. And so, and, and I asked certain questions, and uh, and he was, uh, you know, gave gave answers. But but he also he led led the way a little bit. Like there were things I didn't expect to hear from him. Um, and so I think those are things he wanted uh, to get out there. That leads right to my next question perfectly. So thank you for setting up that fastball for me. What was the most surprising part of whether it be your conversation with him or even? After the fact, after the columns published, like did something really surprise you out of the fan base that was even more surprising than anything Mel said? No, I mean I figured the fan base would be mixed and a little taken aback by a few things. Um, I, you Certainly, know, yeah. <laughs> I, I think because I, I think the NIL stuff, the fact they're a year behind in sort of recruiting the NIL, and um, and the fact that he sort of said that publicly, it. it Got me because you know at MSU they've been very proud of how on the front foot they are with NIL, and yes. and I think in a lot of ways they have been, um, but they were and, and and have been reluctant to delve into this space where it's used as a tool in 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 recruiting and and sort of what becomes much more pay for play and um, the collective space and you know. And, and, and something I didn't include in the column, which is, you know, um, I mean, Mel Tucker even got into They don't know where it's going. Coaches, parents, agents, nobody knows where it's going to go in a few years. So it's not like you know the model that exists is the model you're going to be dealing with either. Um, but that was interesting, and I think it sort of laid out to people because I think there is this perception that MSU is doing great with it, and they've sort of put that out there in this front, for, you know, and then people realize, oh, wait a second. And the, the big takeaway to me and, and – I think this is a column I'm going to get into at some point is, you know, Michigan state's going to have to decide what it wants to be in football. If okay. this is going to be the model that exists when they hired Mel Tucker, you know, the, it was, you pay it for a guy who can recruit and, and hopefully build a program. And then when they retained him, it's still kind of ahead of NIL really taking over. This guy had done something quickly and they were nervous about losing him and they were paying to avoid regret um, but the, the landscape is, is certainly changed a little bit in, in, in terms of how you build a program and, um, and the, 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 how much NIL is involved. And, um, so, I, I mean, I think MSU is going to have to choose, and that's sort of what he's saying in a sense, like there's another level, but it, it's not just me and the staff here. It's everybody. And if you want to be there, you have to be there. And, and frankly, the reason I don't think MSU will get there, nor do I think they should necessarily aspire to to some degree is you cannot find a school that's this invested in basketball where it works like that in football, because bottom line is you and everybody else is going to be excited about his program in November. And that takes the ache away from football. If there's need one, the, the, the passion to make sure that's going well, you cannot lose focus on that. And, and I don't think build to the level that, that he's talking about in terms of finances and donorships. And, and maybe I'm wrong on that. That's just my own, uh, my own thought on that a little bit, but I think MSU has to decide what it wants to be. And does it, you know, there are a lot of, there are ways to be a really good program that can occasionally compete for big 10 titles that can be in the conversation for a playoff every once in a while, make some noise in that and be, you know, and have a good NIL uh, structure that, that rewards the players already on campus and recruit to that and recruit to retention and development and, and land enough four stars. And that, that can absolutely exist without, going to the place that Mel Tucker is saying, but MSU has got to sort of accept that as a fan base too, and understand that you are not going to be Ohio state without it. 
No, that's the thing that took me aback the most. It's not the fact that he said, oh, we're short on NIL. Because like I've said on the previous episode, the, the squeaky coach gets the grease. Like you're not going to donate to NIL if you think that, oh, our fund is great. If you're a donor and you hear a coach say our NIL isn't good enough, yes, some are going to take it as a complaint and not even think about it. But you can say like, oh, well, okay, well, let me up my payments then. I mean, Ryan Day has done it. James Franklin has done it. Nick Saban has done it. So that that's my thing. But it was after a year, two years, three years of championing how great you are in NIL. And like, yes, they do have the awards, but those awards are more for teaching financial literacy and NIL. But at the end of the day, like if a payment from another school is four times the amount that you're offering, I, I, money talks, Graham, right? I, I know I'm breaking news here, but money seems to talk with kids, kids, families, agents, all that, all that no, sort of it, stuff. It, it, be right back with Graham Couch, but first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all feel uncertain at times in life, and no, not just with Michigan State's kicking game or their secondary, their over-under, no. I'm talking about actual, real-life stuff that we often aren't sure how to handle. That's where BetterHelp steps in. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so that you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Therapy is helpful for many reasons, from learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, to becoming just the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire, get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today and get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. And you do have, you, you're going to have to go after kids where that's not as important. Um, of you course. Know, and, and, or, go, right. or be, you know, you know, go back to like um, well before this all existed in the current in its current form, a guy like Saudi Washington when he was at Oakland. You know, he okay. told me once, they recruit guys even when they know they're not going to get them for the second move. They know they're going to make a mistake on their first job. They know the kid. They know the school he's looking at. They know it's a mistake. They know he's probably going to leave. And they okay. want to be there when it happens. And so you take a different approach because is somebody who's made, a, you know, I've made mistakes before choosing something only for the money offered or whatever. I, a lot, rarely does that make you happy. Rarely does that, okay. you know. And, and so I do think a lot of kids if you make decisions that don't make them happy. And you can get them the second time around. That said, you know, I if you know you want to land, uh, you know, enough five stars, and you want to land, you know, you want to be in there with the top programs in the country. That's probably not the model. And so, I, you know, I think it, it the idea was sort of an awakening of what do you want to be. I, I also think beyond Michigan State that many programs are going to struggle to keep just their high donors paying year after year. A lot of money because yeah. it's, it's not really an investment that pays back. It, it, this isn't correct. <laughs> you know, this isn't a, it's supposed to be an endorsement, but this isn't like State Farm with Aaron Rodgers and Chris Paul, where they think, okay, we have these people as our spokesperson, and this is what ultimately we'll, we'll get back from it. And 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 uh, in terms of marketing dollars and what it means to people, you know, investing in State Farm, you're doing this because you are a fan of the school and you want to see the school succeed. There is yeah. the, it's it's a weird market. Yes, there, there are they, the market value is what the market will pay, but it's not traditional market value. And and I do think you're going to have to start seeing you know. And so 
I, I do think the numbers will change over time. A lot of places, fan bases are going to have to uh, do it more broadly. And, and, you know, Alan Haller has told me before that he doesn't think collectives themselves are things that are, you know, necessarily for the long haul as is the way this will be done. Um, now he could be wrong and th- things are always evolving, but so, but, but it is, a, you know, he put it out there. If, if you want to be great, you want this expectation. This is what it takes. The hard thing for Mel Tucker is people look at it and go, well, you're making nine and a half million a year. And yes, some of that yeah. is timing though. He, I mean, he might be the last nine and a half million dollar coach at Michigan state, because I certainly don't think if, if the new way to get talent is largely transactional, and again, I'm not sure that's the best way, but say it is, you certainly would never have two of your top donors contribute $2.4 million a year to the coach. Use that for NIL money. Don't, don't give that mm-hmm. to the coach. You know, so what, what's the point of – so some of that can be, can be timing. Um, but, yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be very interesting to see, uh, to see where it all goes. Contrary to popular belief, you wrote about a lot more in that column than just NIL. Mel Tucker spoke about a lot more. And just like any good millennial that spends 90% of their time online, I saw a headline today, Graham, from the Free Press. I did not read the article or the column. Come on, we only read headlines in this day and age. The headline was, Mel Tucker is all over the place and Michigan State's direction is unclear. Just from those few words of a headline, like is that the takeaway you got from the conversation? Or do you think that MSU is in kind of a clear uh, track with Mel Tucker at the head coach. No, I, and I, I disagreed a little with the uh, with the column um, okay. as, as well, and was sort of the, the premise of a, of, a, of a couple things. But yeah, no, I didn't. I, I don't think MSU is all over. I, I think that um, you know the problem is you're coming off a five and seven season, and that dictates the tone of everything, right? And so, of course. I mean, right. it, it's pretty clear what he wants to do. He wants to raise the level of recruiting. He's um, he's done that to to a, a decent degree. Uh, he's trying to fight for top recruits, the David Stones of the world, you know, and those guys. And yep. you you may land some of them, yeah, but you're going to miss out on most of them because everybody wants them. And so the the percentage is not great. It's it's worse than a batting average in baseball, you know, where yeah, where three, totally. you know, thirty percent is great success, right? It's it's that's just not how you're going to, that's just not going to be your hit rate. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're all over the place. What they need is some momentum. They need a, a season where people start to feel good about the program. Yeah. And I don't think that necessarily is, is entirely just, Hey, what is that? Seven and five. What is that? Eight and four. What is that? This, I think it's, it's how it unfolds. You know, yeah. you can have a season where there are some struggles at time, but you look like you belong on the field with Ohio state in November. And then you beat Penn state at Ford field. And all of a sudden, six and six isn't so bad. You know, you you can you can have a season though where you finish seven and five, and you get pasted by Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, and everybody goes, "Where is this thing?" So you know, I mean, I I think it's 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 one of those things where you know how it unfolds and what it looks like we'll all sort of know, and that'll create uh, the energy around the program. And the other thing he's just dealing with is um, the timing in which he took over the program. And then the COVID year and how that's affected recruiting and where his classes are. And that's just a reality that that forces some patience that nobody has, including himself. Yeah. And it just comes uh, like, just, just comes up that winning cures everything, Graham. I mean, look, if he said these quotes in March after the Peach Bowl season, the NIL pot quadruples overnight after those quotes. 
You say it a week before the season, coming off a five and seven season, and also twenty four hours before David Stone commits elsewhere. I, I could see, believe me, I could see why people see that as just oh, excuse making, or things of that nature. I, I, I'm not stupid. All right, like I get why people took those quotes in the wrong way, but I think that it was just an honest, candid conversation, and also a little bit of a sales pitch too, of like, hey, we can always use more money in nil. So that's, yeah. Well, yeah, and look. He's not the first coach to say this, you know. I no, mean, he's not the last either. Bigger right. coaches right. and bigger programs have done it. This is a Ryan Day has done this. Nick Saban has done this. Yes. And yeah. so, you know, he clearly wanted, you know, the, the message to be out there. I, here was the problem, I thought, with the, the free press story. And I just pulled it up here to sort of go with the, 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 sure. yeah, the question. So the, the initial thing is it's talking about um, my interview with him. And mm-hmm. the idea that he that he complained about the infrastructure around him and the ad, inadequate investment in players' name, image, and likeness, um, and a, a plea for more. And yet, and this is the quote: "The commitment here, the resources here, the want to, the leadership is here. Everything we need is here right now to get done what we need to get done." Tuck, those are Tucker words. Tucker's words on the day he was hired in February 2020. What didn't exist then? NIL. The whole thing he was talking about is NIL. Yeah. And this quote to sort of say, you know, that everything is there in place. Um, and, and look, there were things beyond NIL when he got the job that they had to upgrade. I mean, the, the, the private planes from donors, the way certain things looked, uh, the, the way you pick up um, athletes from the airport, the type of cars you're in, all the little things that he thought mattered that the SEC does in a certain way. You know, they, they had to up their game. Um, they got the locker room situation done and all. there were things yep. they needed to do beyond NIL. But NIL did not exist when he took that job. And so I, I don't think it's fair to use that quote necessarily as a um, to, to, for him to say things things have changed and um, and lots of coaches say everything anyway on the day they took the job. I mean nobody really yeah, knows. Yeah, sure, right. What, what, what then anyway? Could you imagine? Yeah, a coach takes over and he says like eh, I think the administration is okay and I think the donors are middle of the pack in the conference. No, of course they're going to say great things. Um, Still more to come with Graham Couch, but first, need to talk your ear off about FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Not just college football season around the corner here. Really quick, uh, Michigan State, 14.5-point favorites against Central Michigan on FanDuel. But it's not just college football season. It's also NFL season, and we have got some amazing offers for you at home for the upcoming National Football League season. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 2 Hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. Five bucks, turn it into two hundred dollars in bonus bets that easy. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off an NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I mean, need I say more? Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads, player props, same game parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you do not want to miss. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I do want to get to something that we are going to see on the field here pretty soon. And Mel Tucker said as much about the quarterback battle at today's press conference that we'll see who runs first out on the field on Friday Graham, there's a lot of ways this quarterback battle can go as far as who plays, how much do they play, when do you make a clear-cut starter decision. I I want to know, what is the best-case scenario for this quarterback battle ending? Is there a way both stay happy? I, for one, do not think that there's a way that Kaden Hauser and Noah King can both stay happy throughout the entire season, but 
do you have like a vision at the end of November where you look back at the season and you think, hey, this quarterback battle all wrapped up as well as it possibly could have? What you want to have, I think, is you want to exit this year feeling good about that position and whatever that looks like. If you have two guys who are going to compete, um, you know, one of the, the big things about having Sam Levitt in the program is you don't have to do anything to appease Kate Hauser. If he loses yeah. this job and transfers out, you got another guy just as heralded. You're just as excited about a class behind. Noah yep. Kim is a guy who, because of COVID, still has three years of eligibility left. I mean, think of Redshirt Jr. with three years of eligibility left. So if he winds up being some star, roll with it. You know, don't worry about, you know, I mean, this is the lesson of Michigan State throughout time is, you know, Damian Terry was supposed to be the guy. It was Connor Cook. You know, Keith Nickel was supposed to be the guy. It's Kirk Cousins. Ryan Van Dyke was supposed to be the guy. And, yes, Jeff Smoker was just was a more heralded guy in his own right. But they're, they're almost never, and this is why I think Kate Hauser may win the job, but almost never has the more heralded guy won it in modern times. So the law of averages would say that at some point the guy who's the more heralded quarterback is actually going to win one of these jobs. Sure. But history says we don't know. And the beauty of it is nobody decides but it, but the field. What you see in games sort of makes it clear. Mel Tucker and Jay Johnson won't make the decision. Whatever fans want won't make the decision. Nothing about my opinion really matters. We will see it in plain sight. The, the trick becomes, and I think this is, is allowing a quarterback you think has a higher ceiling when they're close, do you go with that person? And how do you know what that ceiling is? And how do you play that out? Um, the trying to win now versus is what can actually become. I think that was one of the things with, with Peyton Thorne. I, I think Peyton Thorne was probably the best quarterback right now on the roster had he stayed. Okay. He probably would have been under center. The, 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 the challenge then is, though, is he only the best quarterback because he's gotten a start and he's gotten all this experience? And, how do, you know, then you're talking about, well, is timing all that matters? He got there first. He gets the starts. Nobody else comes in. And, and does somebody else who has a potentially higher ceiling never get that opportunity? And I think that's a tough thing to weigh it's a it's a it's a tough difficult dynamic best guy at the moment versus the guy that you think has a chance to um to take you the 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 furthest eventually and so that'll be interesting to watch unfold what what is the number one thing that you're going to be watching for on friday is it just you know how they divvy up these quarterback reps or is there something else on the field that you're really going to be honed in on here no the line of scrimmage because there are no um there's nothing they can prove against central michigan in terms of they're going to be good all year but there could be red flags, and we've seen yeah. that in the past. I, the reference I think most of is even the year they went 10-3 and three and went to the Holiday Bowl in that sort of resurgent year under D'Antonio, that opener against Bowling Green that year, they could not move Bowling Green. They could not run the ball against them. And it was the first sign that the line had really taken a step back in terms of the talent in the program there, and that, that was going to be an issue. And if you can't run the ball or protect or whatever it is against Central, and, and they've got a lot of guys back in a uh, you know, solid defense, but it's still, if you can't run the ball and protect against central or get a push there, you've got an issue because it doesn't get easier as, as the year goes along. My, my example for week one, things I'm looking for is 2019 against Tulsa. I believe they only had one offensive touchdown, but they won like 28 to seven or something like that. Probably the only time I've ever left Spartan stadium in a bad mood because, Oh great. It's just more of the same from the year prior. And that was against Tulsa, not, not, not Ohio State, not Penn State. So yeah, you can learn a lot out of week one, but just like you said, I, it's more it's never so good. picking out it's what the plays yeah, are. It's almost yeah, never good. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you can learn, uh-oh, uh, but almost yeah. never. Now, 
don't get me wrong. If, if people look really good, you can go, oh, okay, let's, let's see if they can do that again. Let's, you know, but I think even last year, a great example with uh, Jacoby Winman is a defensive end, which is not his natural position. Yeah. And on the edge against mid-major competition, he is an all-conference defensive end. He would be an all-MAC defensive end. Mm-hmm. He is not an all-Big Ten defensive end. And as soon as the competition went up and he faced, you know, there was a little bit of a scouting report on him. It, it wasn't his position and it wasn't where he should be. And so, you know, that sort of game can, uh, can lie to you a little bit. I, you know, I covered Western Michigan for a number of years. So I've seen this game yeah. from both sides. I've seen the dynamic and when the upsets exist. And one of the things that for a long time made me uh, sort of chuckle at Kirk Cousins was in 2009, the worst Western Michigan team I ever covered came into uh, Spartan stadium in November and got pasted. And that wasn't a great, uh, Michigan State team either, but Cousins afterward was like basically rallying the team. Follow me from here, you know. This is this is what who we are, and I'm just thinking you just beat like one of the worst couple teams in the map. <laughs> you guys did nothing to, to today, but um, but again, how much did that vibe and the leadership he sets help in the the following year that followed? Like, so there are things that can come out of that. Just to, you know, you, you have to be you have to be a little careful not to overjudge and overhype. And, you know, if Nathan Carter rushes for four touchdowns and 180 yards, um, you know, the, the Kenneth Walker comparisons are going to be there. Just hold oh, yourself. Yeah. Kenneth Walker did it initially against a big 10 opponent, you know, mm-hmm. and granted that didn't turn out to be a good Northwestern team, but that was still a, a program that was in a place coming off, you know, um, you know, top of the West division sort of thing. So I let, you know, I, I think the, careful not to overreact um, and then watch out for red flags. I don't know if I'll be able to accomplish that, not overreacting, but uh, I could promise some of my best effort. Not, yeah, I could promise you half of my effort there. Uh, Graham, thanks a ton for your time, man. Really do appreciate you. Before we get you out the door and enjoying the rest of your game week, one more question. You came out with a piece predicting every single game with a little write-up in each one. I encourage everyone to go read that. You predicts you predicted MSU goes to a bowl game. Can you turn that prediction into a promise, Graham? Because this will decide my mental health for the next yeah. five years, I think. So no promise, but I, I mean, I do think that they are better than uh, you know going to this or have a chance to be better than enough teams on their schedule to get there. And and that's really without I, you know what I didn't have in there was the upset. Um, yeah. So you know, but I also didn't have in there the game that really goes horribly, but. I had them losing to Maryland and still getting to a bowl game. Like, and so I, you know, I think that um, if the, the thing to watch to me, it's not just that beginning stretch, the beginning, beginning stretch would be, you know, if they can get out of there three and two or, or four and one would be incredible. That first five weeks yeah. before the bye. But even if they're two and three, the season is not over. I mean, that, that is a tough stretch where they could play pretty well and lose to Washington, Maryland, and and um and Iowa, Iowa yeah it's what do they do against Rutgers with a week off like do they look considerably better than Rutgers on the road take care of business win a game get back to three and three things you know you can re- reset the season a little bit and the schedule sets up that you can still get to six wins um, so there are moments in the season to, no matter what I, I don't think now if, th- if things went poorly in Piscataway New Jersey after starting two and three yeah. going into the Michigan game then you got you got issues but um it's a long way off. We'll take it. 
we'll take it. Well, you couldn't promise us a bowl game, but you did deliver just 30 minutes of great content, as always, Graham Couch. Uh, go read all of his work, Lance State Journal, the Couch on the Room podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, Graham, thanks. You're the best, man. Always love talking to you, and uh, best of luck this season. I hope that the food at the press box gets a little bit of an upgrade this year. We'll, we'll uh, see. You give me hot dogs and melting moments. I, nothing else I could want in the world, so I'm good. You should have fabricated a quote from Mel Tucker right after the NIL quote that says, and the press box needs to eat better, too. This is a disgrace for the Big no, Ten. I, God, you sh- should have let that they, one fly. They, we're taken care of just fine. Just fine up there. All right. If you say so. All right. Well, hey, Graham, until next time. Hey, thanks a ton, man. And thank you, everyone else that watched, that listened. You guys are truly the best. Love you all. Go Green.